Hello, I'm Debbie and welcome to the RNN Group Podcast. Rotherham College, North Knotts College and Durham Valley College are all part of the RNN Group, providing career-focused further and higher education. If you're just leaving school, about to become an undergraduate, in employment or looking to rejoin the workforce, we have a course for you. There are over 12,000 people studying here each year, including 2,000 on apprenticeships. And it's apprenticeships we're talking about in this episode. What are they? What are the advantages of learning this way? And could they be the best route for you? We'll chat with apprentice Oscar to find out his experience of the process. I love it, honestly. Every day I come into work, (laughs) smile on my face, always have a laugh. I've not had a bad day yet. And Richard is a local employer that hosts apprentices. I mean, it's a career and a qualification that, that no one can take away. So to see them qualify and come through, it's... It's fantastic. It's a great opportunity and it certainly works very well for us. But first, let's find out what a modern apprenticeship looks like. James Godsell is the Director of Employer Partnerships at the RNN Group. Thanks for joining us, James. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Now, the RNN Group is very much geared up for preparing students for the world of work. And I suppose apprenticeships must be one of the most direct ways of moving students onto the workplace. They are, yeah. When I think back to my own career, a lot of the jobs I started as a young person, there was very little training given. And the training that was given was very much day one, get you into the business, and then you were left to it. So what an apprenticeship does is help to manage that transition for people moving into the world of work so that they've got a comprehensive training program, they've got support from the employer, support from a training provider, and also that they're gaining recognized qualifications. And in some instances, some of our students may become disengaged with mainstream education and they want to get out and they're practical learners. So uh, an apprenticeship is a great way of learning the practical skills that you need to progress in a career, but also picking up qualifications that you need alongside that. So how does a modern apprenticeship work? So the, the learner themselves will have a set of skills, knowledge and behaviours that they're expected to learn over the course of the apprenticeship. And we do that through a variety of different ways. Oftentimes it will be done through workplace visits by our specialist tutors who themselves will be experts in the field. We also do classroom sessions where they'll pick up theoretical knowledge. And then we also have an e-portfolio system that we use where the learner can upload their own evidence. At the end of the program, they'll go through what's called a gateway, and that will be to review the skills and knowledge that they've picked up and make sure that we as a training provider, the learner and the employer all feel confident that they have developed the skills, knowledge and behaviours as required within the standard. After that point, they'll go through an endpoint assessment and some of the apprenticeships that we offer have qualifications within them. So part of the gateway will be have they achieved the qualification that is contained within the standard. But actually, a lot of the apprenticeships these days don't contain the recognised qualifications because it's been identified that they're not relevant for the job role that you're doing. Our job is to train you to do the job or the skill that is contained within the standard and to do the job that you're employed to do. So once we're confident that you're doing that, we'll put you forward to the endpoint assessment and an independent endpoint assessor will come in and they will review your skills and knowledge. Oftentimes that will be in the form of an observation, but sometimes it will be written assessments and interviews. And for some of them, you'll have a work-based project that you will present to your endpoint assessor based on what you learned as part of your training. And that might be an improvement project. It might be a specific task that you're asked to do. And at the end of that, you will be graded based on the level they feel you're at. And so far, all of the learners that we've had go through endpoint assessments have passed. Not always the first time, but they've all passed. So we make sure you get plenty of revision, plenty of support, and you'll be supported right up to the point where you go in through that endpoint assessment so that you can get the qualification. 
Okay, so what kind of students would benefit from learning on an apprenticeship? Uh, well, the type of student who would benefit would be anybody that wants to develop within their particular career. So we offer apprenticeships across 15 different sectors. We offer apprenticeships from level two right the way through to level six. So we can take somebody at any point on their learning journey, um, but they have to be somebody that wants to develop their skills, that wants to learn cutting edge techniques related to their sector, and also somebody that is wanting in for some parts to develop professional qualifications. And they may be um, professional qualifications in HR, management, um, as well as technical disciplines such as engineering or construction. Now, when I was at school, which uh, was a while ago now, they were very much about learning one of the trades. But there's a much larger variety of apprenticeships on offer these days, isn't there? Yeah, absolutely. So we do offer all the traditional apprenticeships that you'd expect in construction, engineering, hairdressing, beauty. We've got apprenticeships from hospitality to motor vehicle through to a variety of different areas. The benefit of doing an apprenticeship outside of the trades is that you also pick up the industry leading theoretical knowledge that goes behind a lot of these skills. So I'll take customer service as an example. You will learn the customer service skills you need on the job, but you will also pick up a lot of theoretical skills and and they're things that you might not need very often. So we often find that handling difficult customers is something that hopefully most customer service practitioners will not be dealing with on a daily basis. However, when it does happen, it's a business critical task. So it's really important that the people that go through the training are taught how to do those things in a sterile environment so that when they do have, for example, a difficult customer or they have a you know, database error if they're working in IT, they know exactly what to do to solve a situation. Yeah, absolutely. So where can an apprenticeship take you? Well, we run apprenticeships right from level two, which is equivalent of a GCSE, through to level six, which is a full degree. So for learners coming to us, the majority will come in at level two or level three, and they will be wanting to progress their career in a certain discipline. However, this last couple of years, we've seen a massive increase in the number of existing staff wanting to retrain and develop their skill set. And that might be in management. It might be in a technical discipline such as an HNC, HND and engineering. And this year, for the first time, we've actually launched our higher degree apprenticeship in management, which is validated by the University of Hull. So they can really take you from cradle to grave, so to speak, in a learning discipline, because you can come in, learn the technical skills to do an operator's role and very quickly develop through to picking up strategic skills that you can then use to develop in your career. And then they can lead to higher qualifications down the road, presumably. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I mentioned about the HNCs, HNDs. We've got over 15 different higher apprenticeships that we offer, and there are a lot more out there with different providers and universities. So I think what we're trying to say to employers and learners is that don't think that you can only do an apprenticeship at level two and level three, and then that's the end of the road. You can absolutely continue to develop your skills and actually pick up some degree level qualifications. There are even now PhDs in level seven and eight qualifications out there for people wanting to develop a career. So it's kind of never too late to get into an apprenticeship. Okay, so just to give us more of an idea, what does the actual studying look like? It varies depending on the apprenticeship that you're studying, but the majority of them will include a blended learning model. So you will meet with your course tutor before you start your apprenticeship. And and that is all about onboarding you to the apprenticeship 
we we tailor all of our apprenticeships so they're very much geared around the individual learner's skill requirements and you might find that if we take a management qualification for example i might be very strong at project management so when i meet with my tutor they'll recognize that and think actually the skills that i need are more in financial management or in man management and then we'll tailor the program around that they'll be done through a series of online workshops for the most part so you'll log on to a google classroom session and you can access that learning anywhere in the world you'll have assignments that you'll do off the back of those that are always linked to your job role. So everything you do on a day-to-day basis should link back to the apprenticeship. And then you will also, in some instances, come into a classroom for more traditional training. Alongside that, you'll develop an e-portfolio. So the e-portfolio is an online um, platform that we use where people can upload bits of evidence as they go along. We need to demonstrate to our awarding bodies that you know how to do the job role. So I'll use management as an example. If we're talking about how to manage a project, we would need to see specific examples of that in the workplace. So what we normally do is come out and observe you doing a particular task or doing a particular job. And then afterwards, we'll talk to you about it and ask you what you felt went well, what you felt you could improve on. And then it's very much down to the tutor to give that micro feedback to help them progress. The other thing that we do is work with employers to map their existing training into the apprenticeship as well, so that we're not duplicating things like health and safety. For example, you're getting a very thorough induction for health and safety from your employer. It doesn't then make sense for us to give you the the same information. So that mapping is very important so that we don't duplicate and we keep people engaged throughout the apprenticeship. And I'm guessing that every workplace that employs your apprentices will have to be thoroughly vetted too to make sure your students are learning in a safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. So part of our duties when we first meet with an employer is to confirm that they have the right environment for a learner to to work in. So what that means is they have to have a workplace mentor. They have to have the relevant health and safety in place so that we know we're putting our learners into a safe environment. And, And they also need to be aware of safeguarding concerns, equality, diversity, so that we know that that learner is going into an environment that's going to nurture their skills and help them develop. So tell us about the employer mentor scheme. So for all of our employers that we work with, they have to provide a mentor for the apprentice. And that goes for our level two apprentices that are maybe getting their first job right the way through to our degree level apprentices who are you know, working in strategic and senior roles. And that mentor, and it can, doesn't have to be one person, it might be a selection of people based on the skills will be there to be the touchstone within the employer for that apprentice to talk to. So if they're having any struggles completing an assignment or they're having an employment related issue, they can speak to their mentor. Oftentimes it will be the manager, but sometimes it won't be based on the skills that are needed as part of the apprenticeship. They should be the subject expert within that business. And there's somebody that can support that person to develop their skills and can contextualize the learning that we're giving them to be specific to that employer. What they will also do is receive training themselves because we know that actually a mentor 25 years ago will be very different to a mentor now. So we do a variety of different training sessions for mentors. We do a booklet, which just highlights some of the key skills that you'll need and some of the jargon that we use as educationalists. We do a webinar, which they can go on. And then we do a full day mentor training session. And the the upshot of all of that is that that person can understand the apprenticeship. They know what we're asking the learner to do. And they know their role within the apprenticeship. And also we give them some tricks and tools they can use to help give feedback. And because that's the biggest thing we find is that oftentimes feedback needs to be framed constructively. And we give people tools to use so that they can make sure that they are supporting that learner and and they're getting some contextualized feedback. It all sounds great. So what should students ask themselves when considering whether an apprenticeship is right for them, do you think? Well, I think the first thing they should be asking themselves is whether or not they feel they need development in their discipline. 
And actually, as an apprentice, you will be given support over a number of years to help develop your skill set. I think of when I first did my first job, I, I very much needed support and nurturing because I didn't have the confidence to go and do the role to the standard that maybe I was expected of me. So I would say if you feel like you need development in your job role, and that would go for people that are wanting to do an apprenticeship as a 16 to 18 year old, right the way through to somebody who's already in a position is, am I the expert in my field? And if I'm not, then how am I going to develop those skills? An apprenticeship isn't just something that you can jump on and complete in a, in a number of weeks and it's all finished. There are a lot of different elements to it that help to develop a more comprehensive knowledge base. That being said, for some people, they might not need that full training. They may only feel they need short, sharp bursts of training. And in that case, it probably wouldn't be something that would be appropriate for them. But for anybody that wants to develop their skills, that wants to learn something new and learn cutting edge technique related to their discipline, then an apprenticeship would be ideal for them. And where would they go to find out more? So the best bet is to go to our website, which is rnntraining.co.uk. Um, you can also email us at inquiries at rnntraining.co.uk and a member of the team will contact you. Or you can give us a call on 01709 513 and a member of the team will be able to direct your query. Thanks, James. That's really good advice. And thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me on. Now let's hear more from a couple of students who are currently on apprenticeships with the RNN Group. Chelsea is working at and studying with Premier Foods. Hello, Chelsea. Thank you for having me. And Oscar is working at Force Contracting. Hi, Oscar. Hi, Debbie. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on. Why did you choose an apprenticeship as the route for you then? At school, uh, initially, I always thought to myself to be uh, wanting to be a plumber. As I kind of progressed through school, uh, I got put onto this finance course, which I really enjoyed. And as I uh, started reading into it more and more, it just seemed to more of my interest, as well as I progressed onto my course as well in uh, secondary. We went through um, just various finance subjects uh, and uh, we we spoke about how businesses operate. And I just kind of felt intrigued by it all. What do you think, Chelsea? I just personally think it's a better way to learn and understand the job rather than just sat at a desk doing the theory work. You actually get to go into the job itself and get your hands in and get involved. So what actually is your job title? So my job title, I'm an accounts assistant apprentice. And tell me what that entails. So basically, I work really closely with our finance department. As I've been progressing through my apprenticeship, I've been gaining on a few more responsibilities. At the beginning, I would have just been doing a little odd jobs here and there, just trying to get the feel of the office, just uh, flowing myself into it. But now that it's been about three and a half months now, I've started uh, working a lot with invoices and, and costs. And it's, so we use this application called Sage, which is very popular within like the business industry sector. Uh, they use it a lot for like accounting purposes and finance purposes. I, I input a lot of information on there. And obviously, as I progress throughout it all and potentially gain a job at the end of this apprenticeship, I could be taking on even more important responsibilities, such as payroll, which is like making sure people get paid the right amount and you have to work out the hours they work. And I potentially could be gaining it all at the very end of the apprenticeship. Well, I wanted to be a more skilled engineer, so they are pushing me towards it. And then with the work base, it's brilliant because I get to do the general maintenance across your factory, which could be changing a light bulb to changing plug sockets to fixing a big production line machine. So that's quite a big job, fixing a production line machine, isn't it? It is, yeah. 
So, Oscar, can you think of any other experience that you're gaining from being an apprentice at Force Contracting? To be honest, as a person myself, I've been quite developing. I've gained quite a lot of confidence as a person. I remember back just as I left school, I was quite of a anxious lad. You could say I wasn't very confident in speaking to new people. If they asked me what time it is, I'd, I'd panic a little because I, I wouldn't be uh, expecting it. But obviously, I've been meeting loads of new people like our engineers that work on site pop into the office sometimes and I can have a chat room normally now. As a person, I feel like I've became a lot more organised with my work because I won't be just set one job for the entire week. I'll be set multiple jobs. Obviously, I have to get them done by the end of the week. I've noticed in myself I can really like sector out each job and maintain it all throughout the entire week, making sure they're all done on time. As I've progressed through these two levels, I noticed a big difference in my organization. Another way it's affecting me, I feel like I've gained a lot more intelligence. I feel like I've became as a smarter person. I am a lot smarter now. Do you remember that first day before you started? Because obviously <laughs> it's, it's such a big change, isn't it? Going from school into something like that. How did you feel on that first day? I don't remember my exact feelings, but I know for a fact I would have been so scared to go into that office. <laughs> the one thing that made it so much better is the people there. They were so supportive with my work and how they it just integrated me into the workplace. And they were just really nice. And it just helped me like soothe into the whole job itself 10 times easier. What do you think, Chelsea? I felt ready because I wanted to prove that I can do things. Because I know being a woman in this sort of job can be a bit... Yeah. But I wanted to prove that I can do it. And so far I am. Are you the only female apprentice at Premier Foods or are there others doing similar things to you? No, there's only me. At the moment. Need to change that, don't we? We do. Yeah. How did the RNN group support you through the transition from, from school into the apprenticeship? Well, I did a course with them last year, so they pushed me further to get an apprenticeship, did everything that they could to make sure that I got where I wanted to be. And the support and feedback that they gave from me were brilliant. They were constantly finding me apprenticeships to apply for, and this turned out to be the right one. To be honest, my tutor has been really supportive. She's always been a phone call away. Whenever I needed help or any of my work, I could just ring her or pop her a text and she'd get back to me either the next day or in the evening. And she always uh, managed to help me with my work. Any questions I'd get a bit stuck on, she'd always explain them thoroughly. College is really, you know, helping build me and my future because without them, I, I wouldn't have this apprenticeship. And it's honestly, it's brilliant. It's amazing. So I'm really grateful for them. And also you have the bonus that you get paid whilst you're learning as well. Yeah, it's another brilliant addition. So have you had any big wins whilst you've been there, like greater responsibility or, or maybe an award or something like that? With these responsibilities that I'm slowly gaining, I'm feeling a lot more grown up. I feel like as a 17-year-old, I wouldn't expect to have these kind of responsibilities at my age. I, I would have thought back when I was maybe 15 or just reaching 16, I'd still be at school doing my A-levels, for example. I was not expecting me that I would be, you know, processing invoices within a business. It's honestly, it's um, it's surprising to me as a person. And you can hear in your voice how much you enjoy it. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, every day I come into work, <laughs> smile on my face, always have a laugh. And I've not had a bad day yet, to be honest. It's, it's always a good day. I'm not going to lie. It sounds stupid, but it's always a good day, yeah. 
That is great. I really hope that continues for you. So what happens next then? Where do you think the apprenticeship will take you? Personally, um, I have spoke to my manager about it a few times. She said that if they do continue to get more work from contracts, she'd love to take me on, whether it's um, waking up to my level four apprenticeship or if it's uh, staying on full time and studying another course. Personally, I'd love to um, go on to a full time job and study my ACCA qualifications, which is like this accounting qualification that they use uh, nationally, which um, quite a lot of employers look for when I look on Google. So I'm hoping to do that in my near future. What advice would you give to anyone thinking about or just starting an apprenticeship? These opportunities are once in a lifetime. Just take it while you can. It seems like a long time, but it's all worth it. You will benefit from it. Do you know what? I'd say go for it. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, you earn money, but you shouldn't just look at money itself. You should look at the qualifications because a lot of companies and employees look at uh, experience as well nowadays more than so qualifications. I mean, qualifications are equally as important as experience. But personally, I think employees look more at experience nowadays because it, it kind of benefits them as an employer because you already know what you're doing and I have to train you up. I know there's a lot of people like me that I'd rather do work hands-on. Obviously, for some people, it may not be the case and you'd rather, you know, go to university and get that formal qualification. But you, you can get a degree as well through apprenticeships, which might surprise a lot of people. So it's honestly amazing because you get paid through it all. Good luck with your future careers. Thanks, Chelsea. Thanks, Oscar. Thank you. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Debbie. No worries. Thanks for having me. I'm Debbie and this is the RNN Group Podcast. I'm now joined by Richard South, who is the Managing Director at South Electrical, just one of the workplaces that invest in apprenticeships across South Yorkshire and North Nottinghamshire. Hi, Richard. How are you? Hi, Debbie. I'm well. Are you? Yeah, I'm very well. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Now, how long have you been involved with the RNN Group's apprenticeship scheme? So, yeah, we've been uh, been involved for over 20 years now. It's been excellent. We've got 30 apprentices there at the moment out of 90 full-time staff. So we're continually looking to uh, to improve that all the time. Obviously, it's been a bit more difficult this year for obvious reasons to take any more on, but it's something that we are looking to do again uh, with another five coming in for work experience over the next few months. So obviously, you are a fan of taking on apprentices. So what would you say are the benefits for South Electrical of taking on an apprentice? I mean, it's, it becomes the, the core of our, our business, really. I think we, we set ourselves apart from, from others um, by doing this. So we get a huge amount of loyalty from the guys that, that we train. Um, I say guys, unfortunately, we, we don't have any, any female qualified electricians or trainees. So, But we do get great loyalty from them. And, and I think what we like to establish is consistency um, in the job. So when we compete for work, a lot of it's by the sort of tendering process and you're only as good as you your last job or your worst electrician, if that makes sense. So from our point of view, you know, consistency is is absolutely paramount. Um, so we, we get um, a good standard of work and we are able to tweak things by bringing, you know, the individuals back in, you know, give them some further training. We do a lot of in-house training as well. And the college supporters, obviously, with the um, academic side and the qualification. So, we, you know, it really does go hand in hand. Now, you obviously teach them the basics of electrical installation and apprentices must also learn a lot about the world of work on top of that, I suppose. Yeah, they absolutely do. Um, I mean, they come straight from a school playground, um, effectively, in, into a working environment. So and they have to learn how to manage you know, their life and you know, they juggle their social lives. Obviously, not at the moment, which is probably why our, our number, of, <laughs> number of sick days is, is, is lowest. Obviously, we, you know, we, we manage them through their life as well and, and growing up and, and developing. You know, I mean, it's, 
the basics is you know is learning how to prep themselves some food for the day we make a you know a big deal of of literally you know just making sure you bring some food make sure you bring some you know hardware and clothing they don't understand life and and, and and the basics back to work is, is literally understanding how to use power tools and hand tools which a lot of them haven't used at all so we do you know a bit of the, the training on on that so that, that obviously makes a makes a big difference I suppose, as you just said, with the it is a big transition, isn't it, going from school into a working environment? Would you say that they are treated just like any other employee? Yeah, I mean, it's no different. It's their knowledge that obviously is different, so they're not able to do the jobs. You know, if, so I always tell them if they were able to go and wire a CCTV system tomorrow, I'd, I'd let them go and do it happily. But unfortunately, you know, we have to start with the basics, and and they understand that. What support do you give them to make sure that they succeed? As well as the, the support that um, they get from college, we do find that the health and safety has to come really to the top of the list. Um, we understand that coming in at between 16 and 18, it must be quite daunting really for parents to have the children go on to building sites. So we have a full-time health and safety manager and he spends quite a bit of time going in and out of college as, as well to make sure that he understands the syllabus and anything that he can help them with with the portfolios. He spends quite a lot of time with them on, on site as well as here. So be- before we do let them loose on site, um, we have some time. We have a training facility here so we can show them the basics of how to use tools and power tools so we don't have cuts and abrasions on hands. So the health and safety has to be absolutely paramount for us. That's the first aspect that we look into essentially when when they start. But I think what works well for us is college will give us support. We can talk to them about, you know, there's the communication is is great, you know, how we need to do it. You know, if we do get certain aspects that we've that we've got to look at, be it, you know, be it testing, uh, be it installation work, then there is the opportunity there for a you know two-way communication. So what opportunities, talking of the future, what opportunities are there for progression at South Electrical when they finish their apprenticeship? Obviously, when they finish their, their apprenticeship, they're, you know, they're basically a qualified electrician and they've learned how to install wiring in, in a domestic property, which you know takes probably four or five years to absolutely nail on. But we also specialise in security alarms and CCTV. We integrate audio and lighting systems, domestic and commercial. We do underfloor heating, door entry. So there's lots of, of different opportunities really for them to get involved in and try other things. So whilst you look at the, the five years, it has given them a basic, it has let them understand, you know, testing and fault finding and installation work, but also there's there's then a plethora of other things to um, to do that we have more specialist guys that do day in, day out. So there's there's that opportunity which is which is great. I mean, we have one apprentice that is now a contracts manager. So he's sort of gone through the ranks, qualified and, and done everything. And now he's sort of in charge of well, it's about 25 electricians and apprentices managing them. Yeah, we've got another apprentice who's the manager of our development team. So we've got we do some small building works and renovations and industrial units. So he's in charge of that. So he's, you know, again, he's progressed and I think once they learn how to, to manage people, you know, they understand the job inside out. You know, it gives me the opportunities then to sort of recognise those people that are capable of doing it and look for other opportunities, which is which has been great. Yeah, that's that's worked quite well. And we've also got one female apprentice, Lindsay, who's been at the company about 15 years and she literally came straight from school and she's now the company secretary, manages the finances and so pretty much heads up the office, which is brilliant. Unfortunately, we don't get that many female apprentices being a male-dominated environment, but Lindsay's certainly one that stands out. 
We need to sort that out. I'm sure that will be sorted out at some point in the future. Hopefully. I suppose at the end of the day, when when they come to the end of their apprenticeships, if there is someone who's really shining through, you just don't want to let them go. Absolutely not. I think, you know, whilst you want to keep everybody here doing the same job that you've, you've trained them up and then obviously to start, you know, training, training the next people, what you really need is to hold them down. But, you know, I fully understand that a lot of these guys need to go and try other things, you know, if they've been doing this for... 10 or 15 years, they need to you know, further their own careers. I mean, what we have found is some have gone away and some have travelled to Australia and worked and some have done other things on the on the rigs. And when they've left on great terms, we can have another chat and they can come back. And I think that that sort of experience is, is key. You know, we're mindful of them just concentrating on one aspect, but, you know, there's a lot of other aspects to learn in this industry. We do like to see them obviously progress, but we try and hold on to as many as we can. Yeah. So would you recommend apprenticeships to other employers? Yeah, I mean, I I definitely would. I'm a big fan of it. do speak to quite a few people in business that ask the same question, how you manage it and why so many, when, you know, some of our competition perhaps only have two or three apprentices, you know, we're running sort of 30 to to 35, but it's such a long process for them to come through. We're looking at bringing some through on on a work experience program now so we offer them a work experience so rather than go down the full process of taking them on whilst they're still at college and they do have a a few spare days and then they will come in do some work experience which we manage with college on a daily basis and they can get a bit of an insight into what they're expected to do and see the job and see if they actually like it and gives us opportunity to to see them Uh, because you know at that age it's difficult to know what they want to do at you know 16 to 18 and we appreciate that. So we all we can do is show them the job and see if they're interested. And I think if they're interested, then that's you know that's a massive, massive part because as you know, if you are interested and you're enthusiastic, then you know you're more likely to pick it up. But in you know, in answer to your question about other businesses, you've got to have good mentors, you've got to have good people already there that are willing to pass that information on. We're pleased that we have what we're on now is like a, a fifth generation. So where old apprentices are they're teaching new apprentices, so they fully understand what they need to know and what's relevant, what's not relevant, helping with their college course as well, because they've already done it. And that obviously takes time. Well, you've clearly had a lot of experience with apprentices. So what advice would you give anyone looking to study as an apprentice? And what is a potential employer looking for? Yeah, so again, I think this is this is something that we, uh, that we talk to them a lot about when they come in on the work experience and we were not looking for any previous work experience, you know, quite the opposite, really. What we do like to see is somebody that's had a bit of a part-time job that's shown that, you know, in the school holidays, they are motivated, they can do things, you know, they have turned up. And it just shows us that they've got that impetus, you know, that want and, and desire. You know, even positions of responsibility, you know, things at, at school, you know, or sports teams as, as captains and been in charge of certain things. So that certainly helps that they've you know, they're furthering themselves, especially um, if they've got a lot to talk about in the interviews, which is, you know, which is great. Enthusiasm and interest is is probably by far the most important. If you enjoy it, you're going to learn. And if, if you don't, you know, go and do something else while you're still young, because it's, you know, it's never too late. So we've talked about the um, fact that obviously going into an apprenticeship is kind of giving you a bit of a taster for work culture. What else do you think that they will gain by going down the apprenticeship route? I mean, it's a career and a qualification that that no one can take away. So to see them qualify and become adults, get married, have families, they come in as young boys, as kids, if you like, you know, and then see them coming through as as adults, you know, and forming the relationships because, you know, we're all in the same boat. You know, we we do the job and we're all adults. Nobody's better than anybody else. And to see them qualify and come through, it's it's fantastic. So um, it's a great opportunity and it certainly works very well for us. 
That's brilliant. Thank you so much for coming on, Richard. That's a pleasure. So, as you can see, apprenticeships work just as well for employers as they do for students. To find out more about how to study on an apprenticeship with us, visit the Rotherham College, North Knotts College or Dern Valley College website and search apprenticeships. Thank you for listening to the RNN Group podcast and please don't forget to hit subscribe and rate it as well. From me, Debbie Mag, and my guests today, James, Chelsea, Oscar and Richard, goodbye. Goodbye.